What? College matters. What? College, college matters. matters. Really? For sure. College matters. Alma, Alma matters. matters. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of College News Fit to Digest. Every week, we pick a few news items relating to U.S. colleges and discuss it with our own Shweta Bagade. Alma Matters curates the news daily relating to U.S. colleges and makes it available on almamatters.io forward slash news. We pick a few news items from that curated list and discuss it every week here in these podcasts. Now, without further ado, on with the podcast. So we've got four topics for today. Um, the first one um, is about students leaving college without a degree. And I guess they've compiled some list. And there are about 39 million students who've left college without a degree. Um, it's a pretty huge number. Um, not even sure how it got to that, but what do you think? Um. Well, it kind of is in line of those, we talk about overall enrollment at colleges for particularly four-year colleges. And Mm -hmm. I think it aligns with that where you've got students who start college and for a number of reasons, you know, have to drop out Mm -hmm. for probably even more complicated reasons, don't ever re-enroll. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting trend because I think there's a lot of factors that come into play. And now you add um, dealing with COVID and all those uh, side effects of COVID with finances and things like that really um, highlight these issues. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not surprised. I think this goes in line with everything we've seen in the news about enrollment dropping and things like that um and i think you know one of the things that was interesting that i saw were a lot of they said i think uh i'm trying to find the exact number but california texas new york and illinois was like a good portion of the students that are not enrolling and when Mm -hmm. you look at three of those states the cost of living has skyrocketed. I can't speak to Illinois. I don't know enough about Illinois, but I know Mm -hmm. California, Texas, and New York cost of living in those places have gone up astronomically. And I'm sure that is a a piece of the pie of Mm. why they're not going to college because tuition, you know, having a place to sleep and eat, it all adds up very fast. And then you have to weigh out which one is, you know necessary and it's always going to be a place to sleep and eat so yeah there's it's unfortunate but I think it goes in line of what we're seeing and I think this is my own opinion I'm going to insert here Venka I think Mm -hmm. there's been such an emphasis on getting a four-year degree right emphasis should really be about getting a degree or certification or something that's going to give you opportunities that are in line of what you're interested in or what you're capable of doing. I mean, I remember growing up, trade school was such a 
big part of the conversation. It wasn't mm-hmm. the focus. College was still the primary focus, but being able to become, you know, like an electrician or a mechanic. And these are high demand jobs right now. Yep. So I think with the focus of going to college and then you major in something, but then it doesn't have a clear path to, you know, to a career is challenging for a lot of students. So there's a lot of, I, I'm sure that's not the only thing that's happening, but I'm sure that's part of it. I, I, my gut really feels like it is. The second topic is, um, you know, um, North Carolina is, um, I guess, providing some kind of a free program, two-year free community college program, thanks to some grant that they've uh, been able to establish. Um, I don't know how sustainable these things are, but um, what do you think? Well, community colleges always appeal to, you know, students who have financial constraints or are underrepresented communities who are not sure a four-year college is the right path yet. And a community college is the great starting point. So I I think this is brilliant. Uh, If you're trying to get at least kids to at minimum get their associate's degree. Right. This is a great way to do that. And the burden of worrying about tuition is removed. And so they can actually focus on the education. And if they do work part-time, then that job, that money is for living expenses. It's not for tuition, which Mm -hmm. then means going to school is a lot less stressful. Um, I, I love this. I wish more states uh, would figure out a way to do that or make it even more accessible. There's, I know in the school district I live in, they are, I think it's one year up to 12 credits free if you live in the school district to go to the community Hmm. college in the area. Um, So that's, you know, a a step in the right direction. I don't know how many programs like that exist, but this North Carolina thing could be a really nice um, model for other states to follow. And going over to the next topic, um, you know, I think there's been a lot of discussion about selective colleges and how difficult it is for students to get into colleges. And, you know, there are 30 or 50 colleges that people talk about all the time. So there's a list that's been compiled that, uh, quote unquote, are the easiest colleges to get into, but they are students, the applicants are from a very good pool, um, with, you know, good SAT scores and things of that kind. So it's sort of a, moderate at both ends kind of uh, situation. What do you think of this? I mean, I was quite surprised by some of the schools on that list, but it seems like a, it should be on any, you know, high school seniors list, some of these colleges. Uh, yeah, I, I would love, I mean, I don't like rankings, but this one I would love to plaster everywhere because here are some fantastic universities, universities that are perceived as really you know, prestigious, especially for STEM, you know, mm-hmm. like who is on here, UIUC. Uh, and you're getting a great education and you're getting in without, 
you know, falling all over yourself in trying to make sure your application checks all the boxes or per- perceived check all the boxes. So I love this list. It's a lot of fantastic schools. University of Pittsburgh is on here. Rutgers. Rutgers, I think, is one of those state schools that just doesn't get enough publicity as mm-hmm. like University of Maryland. At yeah. Park. That's another one. Um, and Maryland is a great, mild East Coast location for our California kids who go mm-hmm. there. If they're like worried about weather, well, Maryland is a little bit south and it's not, you know, it gets snow, but it's m- very mild compared to like, let's say going to Boston University, for instance. Right. So I, I, this is a list I'm going to be like referring to a lot because I have lots of great students that are not getting into our UCs for competitive reasons as right. we all know with 150,000 applicants and you're going to get an awesome education these are these are phenomenal options that are out there yeah i think i think what's interesting is that um you know people worry about a school you know you pick a school and there aren't enough good students around you right so here here uh, you don't have that issue i mean i think the applicants and finally the folks who enroll um, meet a certain bar, if you will, and um, and I think I think that's great. I mean, to be able to have a great student body and have a good group of peers around you. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and a lot of places, you know, you think of a city like New York, where instantly people think of two, right, Columbia and NYU. Mm-hmm. They're ultra selective schools, and here's Fordham. Yeah, it's like a hidden gem right there in New York City. I happen to know Fordham has two campuses: one right by Lincoln Center, and one in Rose Hill, which is a beautiful area of the Bronx. It's a a great location across from mm-hmm. Botanical Gardens, and very accessible to go into the city. Mm. They have like a shuttle service or something along those lines. So it's like, wow, I just, I'm like scrolling through the list. Another one is Stevens Tech, this pretty small school, definitely STEM focused. It does have a strong business program. So don't dismiss it, even though it says tech. And it's right over the bridge to New York City. It's another one. Super easy, easy train ride into, from Hoboken to New York City. So yeah, I, this should be the list people should be advertising <laughs> and not those crazy ultra selectives where their admission rates are 8% and things of that nature. So it's crazy. But there are lots of great options in this country and they just get overshadowed by those top 30 rankings. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think that's that's it. I mean, I think the issue isn't one or the other, I think it's really making the information available so that, you know, people make better choices because there's a huge discussion around what's a good college for me and is it a college that someone's heard of and is it a brand name and this is XYZ and really uh, some level of fact-checking and putting some numbers like this, it's a lot more compelling than just arguing about names and brands. So exactly. I, I think, 
Very well. So the last topic for today is, um, you know, the international applicants um, have been the bread and butter of the college, U.S. college system. I guess they contribute $40 billion now, a little less. I think it's down to $34, $35 billion, uh, a year. But these applicants are applying to other countries. And I believe U.K., according to this uh, study or forecast, um, is going to have almost a 50% raise uh, increase by 2026, then, uh, you know, 46% according to this uh, study. So what's happening? Uh, is U.S. losing its lure or is it? Uh... Well, I think we went through a unpredictability with visas for about four years uh, we're slowly catching back up to that. You look at the selectivity of a lot of these schools that international students are applying to. Mm-hmm. And I think it forces them to say, well, if I'm going to go international, I should be looking at some other alternatives. And the UK has some pretty incredible uh, university systems mm-hmm. as well. So it honestly, it doesn't really surprise me too much that it's going to they're predicting for it to go up mm-hmm. pretty significantly. Um, I hope they are ready for that surge of students, you know, applying because it does change how I think their system of applications is a little bit more uh, data driven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it should be interesting how these universities kind of try to manage those applicants, maybe grow for to take in those applicants, what they decide to do. But yeah, the international piece is always huge, no matter what country you in, you're in. And yeah, I, I, I could see where the U.S. may start losing some of their share to a place like the U.K., Hi again. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Shweta Bagade on this week's College News Fit to Digest. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to today's podcast. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm forward slash alma matters to check us out. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you. College Matters. Alma Matters. matters.